Well, good morning, Oakwood. You know, I think we had our flannel Sundays mixed up, didn't we? We should have had flannel Sunday this week. And uh, so I, I see some flannels, though. Hey, today is one of those days you wear whatever will keep you warm, right? I, I just appreciate each one of you driving the streets this morning, getting out, uh, walking through the, the parking lot. We did have a few people fall and hope everybody's okay that, that did fall. Uh, we got a lot of people watching online. So if you're watching online, we just want to say a special welcome to you. My challenge this morning is, wow, how do you follow that testimony uh, by Maddie Mae Jones? I mean, her mom, she gave her a question here this morning, didn't she? I mean, is there any doubt that Maddie Mae is going to live for Jesus? I mean, and I have to come out and preach after that? Man, let's give that young lady another hand. That was pretty special. Well, it was hard for me to decide what to preach on today because we're just a couple days past Thanksgiving. So do I continue with Thanksgiving or do I kind of begin to move on to Christmas? Well, I'm going to decide to move on to Christmas and kind of set this scene or the stage for our Christmas series that will begin next week. I want to see a show of hands, those of you who already have your Christmas trees up. Oh, wow. More than I thought. How many, let me see, let's keep, keep going here. If you've had your tree up a week or more. Wow. Anybody, two weeks? Okay, I'm wondering if you guys even took yours down last year. <laughs> kind of left it up all year. Well, when it comes to Christmas, people kind of tend to either go in one of two areas. Either they love Christmas, everything about it, they like the decorating, the setting up the tree, the carols, everything about it, or they're in the other side just kind of like, ah, I can't wait for it to be over. Then you've got a few people that are just kind of in the middle, but most people kind of go to one extreme or the other. I want to ask you though, how do we meaningfully celebrate Christmas when the world's in total chaos today? We have a war going on in Ukraine. We have a war in Israel. We have our own war going on right now in, in Congress, trying to pass budgets and continue on with things. We have a divided country over issues like a, abortion, the border, the economy, LGBTQ issues. And then right here in Oklahoma, we have our own war going on between OU and OSU fans. Get on Facebook and, and, and read the back and forth, my goodness. How are we supposed to find a way to meaningfully celebrate Christmas when all this is going on and keep Christ in Christmas? I read this week about a pastor in California who put a sign on the front of his church during the Advent season and it said, Jesus is the reason for the season. Merry Christmas. Well, Right off the bat, he received a complaint from a woman in the community who took exception to that message of Merry Christmas. And she closed this conversation by saying, I don't think the church should try to drag religion into every holiday. <laughs> now, I may be mistaken, but would we not even have that Christmas holiday if it wasn't for the birth of Christ? I'm not sure her thinking there. 
But as far as, long as I can remember, people have complained that Christmas is too commercialized, and it is. No doubt about that. Christmas is way too commercialized, and I don't think we can do a thing about that. But this year, I want to encourage you to do something different and, and meaningful for Christmas. I want us to rethink our Christmas and how we celebrate it and the true meaning of Christmas. A Christmas in which we can grow closer to Jesus Christ. We can also grow closer to our loved ones. And how we can avoid this craziness that happens in December and, and really discover what Christmas is all about. Bob Hope said, my idea of Christmas, whether it's an old-fashioned Christmas or a modern Christmas, is very simple. He said, loving others. Then he said, come to think of it, why do we have to wait for Christmas to do that? Today, my message is going to be very practical, very simple, something that I, I hope that you can, can grab a hold of and really apply it to your life, because if you do these things... I'm going to promise you, it will change how you view Christmas this year. We're going to talk specifically about connecting with our family and friends. So if you want to get the most out of Christmas this season, then forget for just a little while all the things that you have to do, the gifts that you have to buy, the parties that you have to attend, and start focusing on spending some time with the important people of your life. And we're going to look at a passage of Scripture written by Paul to the church in Thessalonica, which offers some suggestions on how we do that. Now, I want to tell you, this is not a traditional Christmas passage. It's written to a group of believers that Paul loved very much, that he had spent some time with them. They were very close to him. And in this letter, he pours out his heart to them. In the same way that he shares his heart with Christians, to these brothers and sisters in Thessalonica is the same way that we need to share our heart with the people in our lives. Open up your Bibles with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. We're going to begin reading with verse 9 and continue through the end of this chapter. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 9. Apostle Paul writing to these brothers and sisters in Thessalonica, he says, how can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. He wanted to encourage and to, to build their faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love Increase and overflow for each other and everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your heart so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of God and the Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. In these four verses here, Paul shows us really a Christmas list. Actually, I think that there are three Christmas lists that we can get out of this that we can make for our family and friends. So if you're taking notes, pay attention. First one is make a list of the most important people in your life. Make a list of the most important people in your life. Read again verse 9. He said, how can we thank God enough for you 
in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you. So make a list. I, I literally mean get out a piece of paper, make a list of the important people in your life. Your, your wife, your husband, your children, parents, brothers, your sisters, your friends, the people that are important to you. So make a list of all these people and then between now and before the holidays are all over, make a point to do two things. Thank God for bringing them into your life. That's between you and God. You thank God for bringing them into your life. And the second thing is the same thing that Paul did for these believers in Thessalonica. Take the time to tell them how much they mean to you. So you're thanking God, telling God how much they mean, and now you're telling those people how much they mean to you. Notice that's what he did. Verse 9, he, said, he, he thanked God. He said, I thank God every day for the, for the joy, for your presence in my life. You see, Paul was grateful for his relationship with these believers, and he expressed his attitude and his gratitude here in appreciation. He took time to say, thank you. I appreciate you. You fill my life with joy. My life is better because of that you're in it. That seems very easy and simple, but I would bet most of us don't say those words often enough, do we? I tend not to be a very, or, or an overly expressive person. And, and a lot of guys struggle with that. They express how they really feel. And sometimes it's hard for me to really express my appreciation and love for someone. And guys, that isn't an excuse that, well, we're guys and we, we can just get by with it. No, that's an area that we need to work on. There's an old joke about a woman that complained to her husband and said, you know, you never tell me you love me anymore. He said, listen, I told you I, when I married you, I loved you. And if I change my mind, I'll let you know. Well, that's kind of humorous and it makes a good joke. But honestly, that's not a great way to live and not a great attitude for the important people in your life. There's no way the important people in your life will know how you feel about them unless you make an effort to tell them. So if you want to go beyond just the surface level of relationship with the people you love, you're going to have to make an effort to express your appreciation. Now, if you're an adult in this room, now I know kids, this is a children's Sunday, and so kids, I think, are, are maybe better at this, but if you're an adult in this room, chances are it's been a long time since you've told your brothers or sisters, your mom or dad, how much you love and appreciate them. And I'm going to go a little bit further. If you've been married more than 10 years, chances are it's been a, a while since you've told your spouse how much you appreciate them. I don't mean like as you're leaving the door to love you. I really mean telling your spouse how much you appreciate them and how much that you thank God for bringing that person into your life. Every time I talk to my family, my brothers, brothers-in-laws, my family, I always tell them I love them. 
Christmas is a great time to repair some damaged relationships, to reconnect with those people in your life that maybe have gone stale over the years, or maybe there's been some issues, maybe there's been some friction, maybe there's been something that has happened in your life that has caused a lack of communication and fellowship with that person. Christmas is a great time to restore that. And just tell them how you feel. In fact, if you want to use Paul's words, I can't think of a better way to, to express your appreciation for someone than using Paul's words. And he said, how can I thank God enough for all the joy that you have brought into my life? Use Paul's words, but mean them, okay? Second thing is to make a list of intangible gifts that you can give to each one. Make a list of an intangible gifts that you can give to each one. Verse 10 says, Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. All believers need to have their faith encouraged sometimes. The Apostle Paul said, It's our desire that we get to see you again to encourage your faith, to strengthen your faith. We all need our faith encouraged and strengthened sometimes. The Apostle Paul knew that. I think there's a lot of different ways that we personally get our faith encouraged and strengthened. Sometimes it might be through a movie or a message or through a testimony. Maybe by reading a book. Maybe by hearing a story. We get our faith encouraged by being around others. And Paul wanted to see these friends and Thessalonica and encourage your faith and he knew in particular what they needed the most he knew what they were going through as a church what they'd been through and he wanted to encourage their faith and to strengthen their faith so when you begin thinking about the people in your life that you love think about something that you can give to each one that they really need now I'm not talking about an Xbox or the newest, latest, greatest golf driver, or the latest, newest, best fishing rod. I'm talking about something you can give to each one that they really need. We may think we need a new iPhone, but probably what we need is our faith encouraged and strengthened. So something that's more personable and something that's non-material, something that is intangible that you can give to these dear ones of yours that you love that means more than buying that new iPhone, the Xbox. Best-selling author Dave Barry, he gives his thoughts on Christmas. He goes, but getting back to Christmas, my point is this. Although this is a festive time of year, it can be a difficult and stressful time of year for a certain group, a group whose needs all too often are overlooked in our society. That group is men. Why is the Christmas season so hard on men? There are many complex and subtle reasons by which I mean women. He said, your standard man at this point in the Christmas season has purchased zero gifts. He's not yet gotten around to purchasing an acceptable gift for his wife for last Christmas. 
He did give her something last year, but he could tell by her reaction that she had not been dreaming about getting an auto emergency kit. Even though it was the deluxe model with booster cables and the air compressor. Clearly his gift violated the important rule, but a man had no idea what that rule was, and his wife was too upset to tell him. Is there something that you can give to each person on your list? A word of encouragement, a smile, a hug, an apology maybe, a compliment. Ask yourself, what do they need the most? And then do your best to give that to them. The Apostle Paul knew that these believers in Thessalonica needed their faith encouraged and he said, I want to be able to come to you to encourage and strengthen your faith. He knew what they needed the most. I have a friend that uh, very often sends me emails that have a, a joke or a link attached with a story or something. He said, I thought of you and thought maybe this is something you can use in a sermon or a lesson sometime. And I appreciate those. I really do. But you know what I appreciate the most? is the thought that they were thinking of me. That they took enough time out of their day to think, okay, Alan is something, somebody that could use this. There's a story about a missionary school teacher in Africa had been teaching her students about Christmas and told them at Christmas we give gifts to each other. And a few days later, one of her students brought her a gift, and it was a beautiful seashell. And she asked where he got it from. He said, I walked to the beach and I picked it out for you. The school was many, many miles from the ocean, so she knew it had to be a long walk for him. And she said, you shouldn't have gone so far to get that gift for me. A student said the long walk was part of the gift. There was a story in the Old Testament about David and some of his warriors sitting around a campfire, and they were thirsty and said, you remember how good the water from the well back home tasted? Well, the only problem, that well was surrounded by enemy. Some of his men said, let's go get some of that water. And they snuck into the enemy camp, passed the enemy, got some water from that well, and brought it to David. I said, David, you wanted some water? Here it is. David, where'd you get this? We went past the enemy and got this water for you. What a gift. Not the water, but risking your life to go get that water. And it was so precious and valuable. David said, I can't drink this water. You men risk your life for this water, and I'm going to pour it out as an offering to God. How do you think those men felt? I think they probably said, David is an incredible leader. He honored God more than he, he honored himself. Yes, he wanted that water, but he wanted to honor God even more. So in addition to the gifts that you buy for the people that you love, make an effort to give each one something intangible. 
Something that tells them how special they are to you. And then finally, make a wish list for each one and share that wish list with them and God. Let's read verse 12 and 13 again. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your heart so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes for all these holy ones. Paul's saying, what I want for you, dear friends, is that you grow in strength and holiness. And this wish list that I'm talking about is really a prayer list. That's what Paul did for these brothers and sisters in Thessalonica. He shared a prayer list for them. So that list that you make for all the important people in your life, share with them your prayer list, what you're going to be praying for them this year. You want what's best for them. And just by telling them, it's going to encourage their heart. It's going to strengthen their faith. And it's going to encourage them. I'll never forget the lesson I learned um, quite a few years ago. When my daughter, her youngest daughter, was going off to, to college on a, a college scholarship to play softball. And this team had just gone to the Junior College World Series the, the year before and still had a lot of players coming back. And, and, and I tried to encourage her to not get discouraged if she didn't get much playing time or, or didn't get to start. I said, just remember you're a freshman and, and, and don't get discouraged. Just keep working hard. Just keep, keep your head up. And I kept telling her that over and over again. And finally she stopped me. She said, Dad, why can't you just believe in me? Why can't you just tell me, you know I can do it. Just go prove yourself. You know, there are a few things in life as pleasant as hearing someone say they wish the best for you. And I'm praying for you. That they believe in you. So this holiday season, I want to encourage you to, to make a point to tell each of the important people on your list what your prayer is for them. That you want what's best for them. To let them know that you're, you're praying for them. And do this in a positive way, okay? Don't say, you know, I'm praying that you quit being a lazy bum this year. There's probably a better way to say that, okay? Maybe my prayer for you is that you discover God's mission for your life. And you carry out God's will for your life. And I think the greatest gift that you can give to anyone is to pray for them. For several reasons. Obviously, prayer works. God answers our prayers. I've had my prayers answered. I'm sure you've had some of your prayers answered. And when you pray for someone, God begins to move in that person's life. And people find strength in knowing that others are praying for them. We are part of a Christian healthcare ministry. It's a Christian medical sharing community that we share medical expenses. Uh, a lot of people do that in, in kind of in place of health insurance. But when we get a newsletter or that comes in the mail or kind of a little pamphlet every month, it has a list of people that are going through some kind of a health crisis and 
more than anything else, they're asking you as brothers and sisters to pray for these people. Right here in this church, often people that you don't know, but we've shared prayer requests with, with this congregation of all that you know of them is a name, and maybe they're attached to somebody here within this church. But then over the next several weeks, those people have received cards and messages and texts from people they didn't even know, just encouraging them that they'd been prayed for. What an encouragement that is. And if you'll take time to pray for those people in, in your life, two things are going to happen. One, you're going to strengthen that person. But two, you're going to strengthen your relationship with that person because when you are praying for someone, there's a bond that happens. You can't have hard feelings and ill will towards somebody you're genuinely praying for. It can't happen. And so your relationship with them is going to be strengthened. If you want to have a great Christmas, if you want to get beyond all of the holiday hoopla, all the parties, the shopping, all the things that have to happen, and then make an effort to connect to the people in your life on a deeper level, the people that you love, and to take the opportunity this season to tell them how much they mean to you and to thank God for them. I truly believe one of the greatest gifts that God has, has given us is each other. I came across something this week that was in our garage. It's a little plank of wood. But I got to kind of tell you about this plank of wood. I grew up in a, a really a poor home. Didn't have a lot. We didn't miss meals or anything, but we didn't have a lot. Had everything we needed, but not everything we wanted. I grew up with hand-me-down clothes, having to wait till payday to maybe get some more school supplies or the new shoes or, or whatever. We always got, a, got a, a Christmas gift from our parents. We loved it when we had aunt and uncles come because that meant we got more gifts rather than just one. Sometimes our gifts were kind of combined gifts for my two brothers. Birthday, we'd always get a gift, but we didn't, we didn't have a lot. But mom would always make us a favorite birthday cake. She'd try to do something special for us at Christmas, but um, we knew that giving gifts was part of Christmas. And I don't know how old I was, probably six or seven, something like that, maybe eight. Christmas time came. My brothers and I, we didn't have any, any money. Anyone, anybody, to, any relatives there to go borrow money from so we could buy a Christmas present. But we wanted to do something. And out in the garage, we found this plank of wood. I remember that. We got this wood-burning kit. My, my brother had a wood-burning kit, and we started to write on this plank of wood, and then it really didn't work. It just, for whatever reason, it wasn't, we, either we weren't very good or what, and then we snuck into the house, and we got one of Mom's crafts, 
craft pens, one of these ink craft pens. I'm going to turn this around. Mom and Dad, we love you. Tim, Alan, Craig. That was it. They unwrapped it and thanked us for it. Guess what they held on to? We found in the room. Plank of wood. I didn't know that was going to be tough to share that story. An intangible gift that expressed love. This this holiday season, my prayer for you is that you think about what's really important in your life. Your family, your friends, the people that are important, those relationships. And you get with those people and you tell them how much they mean to you. Invite them over for a cup of hot chocolate, piece of pie. Don't worry about the house if it's not clean. Doesn't matter. Share how important they are. But most importantly, don't forget about Jesus this Christmas and your relationship with him.